Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, still to come this hour, Paul Spore on Major League Baseball. And I do believe, he may hate me for saying this out loud, I do believe Las Vegas Chris is going to join us. A little drop in on the uh, sound point a little later on. How about that? First segment. Always enjoy when Las Vegas Chris rolls in. It's the beauty of doing a show here at the South Point Hotel Casino, Jeff, is that any number of people can just walk in, stroll in, and I'm like, yeah, sit down. It's a beautiful thing. So we'll find out what he's been up to this NFL offseason. Does the schedule matter to him? Guy who's won multiple contests, and when he doesn't win contests, he finishes very high. Does the schedule even matter to him? Maybe it does. Does he make season-long bets? I don't know if we ever talked to Chris about season-long bets. What else has he been up to? Because he's got uh, ways that you can find out all that he's thinking about, media-wise as well, so we'll talk to him. And uh, Wes Reynolds joins us here momentarily. I do want to read some tweets, though. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh-oh, Chris just, uh, Chris just texted me. Maybe, maybe he saw that. It's good. Yeah, he's, he's coming. He's coming in later. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from Ryan Hyatt. What's this? The legend Joe Fortenbaugh in a numbers game? Joe is everywhere. We appreciate Joe coming in. Uh, this is from K219. Oh, Jeff, this is at you. He said, Parles' bitterness of losing his Bucks bet is obvious. Giving props to a guy that didn't play than the ones that showed up in a huge game. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Celtics were the better team. There's no arguing that. <laughs> get out of here. And yeah, we all lost our Bucks bets, man. Celtics were the better team in the end. No doubt about it. And how about Giannis saying just mentally and physically spent by the end of it? 
I mean, that was pretty obvious once he started throwing layups off the backboard at 100 miles an hour in the third quarter. Brutal. After Only so much one guy can do. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Swiss Army knife that holds this whole operation together. He's the co-host of Long Shots here on the network. You can find him as the co-host of any number of shows. And it is PGA Week, which we'll get to with him, but so much more to talk about as well. It's Wes Reynolds. How you doing, Wes? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're good, man. Uh, did you? By the way, let's just start with basketball because that's where we, uh, we were just talking about. Did you have basketball bets in this last series? I did. I, I also was on the box for the series. So for game six, I played Boston in Milwaukee, so got a little bit back. And then game seven, it's kind of like that U2 song, stuck in the moment you can't get out of. And I was on the Bucks, and I was like, well, I don't, I'm not really an edgeable position necessarily. I don't want to double down. But, you know, what you guys were talking about yesterday, Boston was the better team. And Boston, I think it's kind of a recurring theme what you look at and I'm not breaking any news or giving any secret sauce to the listeners here, but you got to hit threes and you got to hit them in bulk. And that's what Boston did 22 of 55. I was looking at that yesterday. And then when the other team goes for 33, that's why you're going to get this lopsided yeah. result. And yeah, I think that's what you're seeing with like Boston and Dallas did the same thing. You don't have to really have a true post guy anymore. And that's been that way now for several years in the NBA. You got to have guys that can step out and shoot threes all over the floor, even when you're outsized, like Dallas was to Phoenix, like Boston was to uh, Milwaukee. You, you, the three is the great equalizer, and both those teams are now in the conference finals. Yeah, I've said it many times, right? It's, it's all you need to know is the three point numbers four of 33 versus 22 of 55. Now, I will say this, though, Wes. You're getting off 55 three-pointers, some of which right. you're wide open. I mean, there is something called defense, you know, def- defending the arc, if you will. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, I, and, and Milwaukee, Bud, has kind of been that way. He likes that drop coverage off pick and roll. And when you do that, you're daring the opponents to shoot threes. And Boston was able to knock them down. And, you know, you can see some of these teams that are going to have to be retooling. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to change in the offseason? It wasn't just Middleton being out. Obviously, that did prove to be a loss. But they didn't have guys that could step up and shoot the three. And look, Giannis, even though I consider him the best player in the world, He's got to at least be a threat out there, and he's got to keep working on that yeah. game. And that shows you how good this guy really is and how exhausted, as you were saying in the open, that he was having to carry this team. That is something that he has to add to his repertoire and really keep working at it. He's probably never going to be a great outside shooter, but you got to have that threat where it's like, okay, we got to respect this guy from the outside. Any play on either of the uh, conference finals? Celtics minus 165, Heat plus 135, or the Warriors yeah, minus 250? My God. Yeah, that that's big. I'm looking to see what I'm going to do here. Uh, what you've seen so far in game one is kind of a carryover for the pattern for the conference semifinals is that these games keep getting bet to the under. And you've already seen, I think, like a two-point drop from the opener and really both of these games. So I think betters are going to continue to kind of bet that way game to game until, you know, you get some play and, you know, see some variance game to game. But I think the Celtics are the rightful favorite against Miami. I thought the winner of that series yesterday was going to be the favorite against Miami because we see that all of these teams, for as many good points as they have, they do still have flaws. And I think Miami's flaw is – 
you know, some of their guys, uh, their their point guard play, partially because Kyle Lowry has been out. So you've kind of had to have point guard by committee. You've had to go with Vincent at times, Hero at times as the main ball handler, Oladipo off the bench is at times a ball handler. So you don't really have that consistent point guard play. And also you've got guys that you have to play. Like I said, the importance of shooting threes. Well, you got to play those guys like Tyler Hero. And maybe we'll see a little bit more of Duncan Robinson in this series. We didn't see him much against Philadelphia in the semifinals. But those guys have got to play. But you got to accept that those guys are going to be defensive liabilities as well. So initial first glance, I lean to the Celtics. Haven't played anything in the other series. All right. Well, crescendo to the PGA, which is obviously golf's uh, second major here later this week. But let's while we have you here, let's talk some hockey. Four conference semis set up now after just another brutal weekend for a couple franchises. Uh, Florida is taking on Tampa Bay, and those really that that really speaks to what I just said. Florida. Should have lost two games to the Caps that they didn't. Tampa Bay in a game seven breaks the hearts of every Torontonian. And so Florida's a minus 150 favorite in that series. Colorado's the biggest favorite on the board in their their series. They're minus 380 favorites against the Blues. The Rangers, who won a game seven yesterday in dramatic fashion, they kept coming back in games and winning them. Their dogs against the Carolina Hurricanes, as our buddy Andy McNeil calls them. And then the uh, the Battle of Alberta, first time since 1991, the Oilers and the Flames, with the Flames' big minus 200 favorites. Anything you like there, series-wise? Yeah, these, these playoffs have just been tremendous, and they really carried the weight yesterday because we did get two Game 7 duds in the NBA, unfortunately. Yeah. We did not get two duds in Game 7 in the hockey, and I, I think it's just been great really going forward. It was great for me as an underbacker to have four of the five go under in game seven. So it's like a a tired uh, hockey overs, wired hockey unders, even though these have been over series and look, it's a different game. And I'm seeing, you know, the early prices for game one in the uh, conference semifinals, pretty much all getting bet to the over except for the Rangers and the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes uh, are one of the better defensive teams. So that's not a surprise, but yeah, I'm glad we get the Battle of Alberta. I was really rooting for that, not only for futures purposes, but also, uh, the, you know, the fact that just to get that kind of series, you know, to get old school rivals matched up against each other. And so it was nice to see that come uh, to fruition. But I haven't bet any series yet. Uh, what I'm going to be looking to do, and I think that the Lightning may get some support here because you're seeing a team that talented with a lot of Stanley Cup uh, champ- finals championship pedigree mm-hmm. that is going to be an underdog, and you're going to see that team, I think, get bet. So if that drops a little bit more, I think the Florida Panthers got some pressure off them winning that series against the Cap. And I know it only went six games, but it was a really competitive six-game series. You know, you felt like the Caps almost deserved a little better fate, but uh. the Panthers avoided with the pitfall of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Remember when the Lightning got swept by Columbus? Yeah. A couple of years ago when they were the president's trophy winner. So I want to see this drop a little bit, see if some port will come on Tampa Bay and then come in on the Panthers. By the way, did you see Jake Ottinger's performance for the uh, for the stars last night in goal? Oh, he, he was magnificent. I mean, oh. I was tweeting out. I was like, here's Jake Ottinger and it's a brick wall. And that's basically what he was. And I think Calgary, this was at the end of regulation. I believe Calgary had taken 108 shots. Now, not all of them on goal, so some of them don't get through and some of them get blocked. I think 
at the conclusion uh, when they won it in overtime, it was something like 129 shots that Calgary. I mean, this guy was just under siege here, and it felt like he was. If you remember, I love Lucy on the conveyor belt with the chocolate, <laughs> yes. and he's just gobbling up and all the chocolates because the conveyor belt is going so fast. That's what it felt like for Ottinger. I mean, he's only 23 years old, and Dallas has found their goalie of the future, and maybe Team USA has found their Olympic goalie for the oh, future. Oh, yeah, good point on that. I mean, it was just a brilliant performance. That There was that one sequence where you were just like, holy cow, this guy was incredible where he ended up stuffing it underneath himself, but he had like five saves in such a small uh, period of time. Uh, the hockey playoffs, man, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are such a – it's the finality, right? It's the finality when that final goal, especially in the in the overtime. I mean, when when it ends, it just it's such a quick extinguishing of your of your playoff life. But then there's and then there's the franchises like the Leafs and the uh, the Caps, the Caps who should have won two of those games were up in Game Six also early, and then the Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup uh, playoff series since 2004, and more famously a Cup since '67. It's just so heartbreaking for those fan bases. Real quick before we go to break, a baseball pick today? Do you have one? Yeah, I'm going to look to actually go against the uh, Cardinals, who absolutely trounced the Giants so much last night that Albert Pujols got to pitch in the bottom of the ninth. But (laughs) I like to play against that team for Sunday night baseball. Miles Michaelis looks like he's got some regression coming. 373 on the XPIS. That's over two and a half runs to his ERA. Wes Reynolds, the great Wes Reynolds. You can follow him on Twitter at Wes Reynolds one That's the number one. PGA, we'll talk that with him from Southern Hills next. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John. My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. (laughs) 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my my game. (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Patrick Beverly just uh, killing the Suns this morning. Everybody's killing the Suns this morning. But uh, when it comes for someone like him, it's always it's always interesting. And uh, some of the things that he said, he's uh, he has referred to Chris Paul, uh, Jeff, as you have uh, relayed to me, as a traffic cone. <laughs> it's just always it's a great insult. <laughs> it's a great insult. <laughs> traffic cone, uh, which refers to his lack of mobility. Is that what we're referring to? There? Yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then. Uh, Chris Paul had a, what was he, minus, what was he yesterday, minus 39 in that game, plus minus? That sounds right. Let me uh, make sure that's correct. Is it 39 or 41? No, I think it was minus 39. He, so that is his worst plus minus in any game he's ever played in the pros, regular season or playoffs. So there's that. Uh, he was also saying how uh, he thinks he, thinks he should have gotten, he should have gone to the bench more often in this series. And that here, and here's the killer comment I would say, and this is interesting, that no one is scared of the Suns, and that Minnesota wanted to play Phoenix. And you and I were just talking about this off air. It really is true. This is a team that won 64 games, right? 64 games. But it really is true that when you play them, who's the guy you're terrified of, right? If it's the Mavericks, it's Luka. If it's the Warriors, it's Steph. If it's the Celtics, it's Tatum. Are you terrified of Devin Booker? Are you terrified of Chris Paul? It's interesting. Anyway, thank you for relaying that to me. <laughs> Jeff Jeff is all into it. Uh, Wes Reynolds joins us once again. Uh, of course, the glue that holds it all together, the Swiss Army knife, whatever you want to call him, we couldn't do this without him. He is the co-host of Long Shots, most famously here at the network. And Wes, it is the PGA, golf second major of the year at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Scotty Scheffler calls it his favorite course, and he's 11-1. to 1. You got to start there, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. You probably have to have him as some kind of like saber, if you will. Obviously, it's a shorter price, but you know, it's not like he's six or seven to one here. So 11 to one. And he played pretty solid. I thought at the Byron Nelson yesterday he really wasn't in contention, but I thought ended up playing pretty solid. That was only his first event, by the way, in terms of an actual stroke play event. He did play that team event down at the Zurich in New Orleans with Ryan Palmer. So this was like his tune-up tournament. And obviously, being from living in Dallas, he wanted to win. But he ends up 15. Uh, 
gained a tee to green, gained off the tee, gained on approach, uh, lost a little bit on putting, or he might have been in the mix there. And look, that tournament yesterday, TPC Craig Ranch down there in Dallas, a uh, pretty easy course where uh, KH Lee goes back to back winning AT&T Byron Nelson's. I think he was 100 to one yesterday, but wide fairways, you know, it was pretty easy for those guys. And Southern Hills, by the way, with this re- with this uh, redesign from Gil Hans. You're going to see wider fairways. Going to be about 40 yards wide on average. They last time they were here for the PGA when Tiger won in 2007, they were about 27 or 28. So you're going to be able to do a little bit of bombs away off the tee. It won't be total bomb and gouge because to take the best angles into the greens, you got to hit it towards the water and kind of towards the hazards here. So it's a little bit risk reward. But you're right in terms of Scotty Scheffler. If you look. Number one strokes gain total over the last 24 rounds, and I'm going to be delving into that today to write my column that's due tomorrow for Point Spread Weekly. But So I haven't really gotten knee-deep in the models yet, but just kind of scrolling through here. First on strokes gain total, seventh in the field on approach over the last 24 rounds, 90 degrees. So really, even though he hadn't played a lot of golf since the Masters, Gill, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, who are one, two in the world rankings, are probably the guys you at least want to start with and then move a little bit more downwards on the board. Yeah, I've said this before on the show. I maybe even said it when you've been kind enough to come on the show, Wes, which is I, I feel Scheffler's different. Maybe it's a short-term thing. Maybe it's a long-term thing. But I, I really, my sort of operating procedure here in golf is, unlike the great Rahm, Thomas, McElroy, DJ, Morikawa, you name your great right now in golf. They all have this similar characteristic where at their best, they can win any tournament, but they often don't flirt with the top of the leaderboard, you know, as as often, if not more often, than they do flirt with it. Scotty Scheffler seems to just be there always. And when he said that, you know, and he's he's open about this course being so, you know, so favorable to him and how much he loves it, that's enough for me, man. Like, that's enough for me. Like, to me, that's the bet, and then everything else is is a separate conversation. I mean, I'm definitely betting him to win this, and I, I can't imagine why one wouldn't. I know it's early in the week, and I know you haven't solidified all your bets, and you do have the article for tomorrow, but what do you think you know for sure you will be focused on? Like, what golfers do you think will be part of your portfolio in one way or another, outrights or derivative? Yeah, I already have Cameron Smith for each and every major remaining because basically right around the Masters time when he was in contention, I was like, okay, I just got to gobble up numbers here. So I took 30 to 1 for every remaining major, and he's down at 20 or 22. I still think that that's a bettable price. You know, around Masters time, Right after that, he got down to like 16 to 1. So I was like, okay, wait for a little bit of a drift here. So I'll have him on. I will go to Patrick Cantlay as well. He's won like four times in the last calendar year, including a couple weeks ago at that team event with Xander Shoffley in New Orleans. Lost the playoff at the RBC Heritage of Speed. Lost the playoff to Scheffler at the Phoenix Open. But Patrick Cantlay has the goods. He might be, if you want to call best player not to win a major, He's certainly up there. He's in the top five in the world rankings. And getting him at 22, seeing on the board there, I think is an absolutely fair price. So, you know, I'm going to be looking uh, uh, downward on the board a little bit, you know, try to find those middle price guys in the 
30s and then the 40s. I might have one triple-digit bomb, but I usually don't go at a major. I don't load my portfolio or my card with triple-digit guys. But in terms of what you're going to want to look at before I really get into the modeling all day today, you're obviously going to want to look at strokes gained approach. You're obviously going to want to look at strokes gained off the tee, I think. I don't think you have to be a bomber here, even though I look at the course layout. And it's, it's only a par 70, by the way. And it's 7,566 yards. That is long for any course, and that is especially long for a par 70. So you're going to have to be able to get it out there, and you're going to have to be, you know, plotting it in the fairway. You're going to have to be long, but you're going to have to be, I think, very accurate here because there are plenty of hazards that can get you in trouble on this course. But going back to that, you know, look at approach, look at off the tee, Look at par fours gained 450 to 500 yards. Look at proximity to the hole 200 plus yards. You're going to get a lot of long irons, you know, six irons, seven irons for these guys. Now it'd be like a three or four iron for the rest of us, but you're going to get a lot of 200 plus yard approach shots into these greens. All right. I feel contractually obligated to, to cherry pick a couple guys, even before you do your stuff and just ask you your impression on them. One of them, of course, is Eldrick Tiger Woods. Uh, for someone who's like, okay, is this a Tiger tournament or not? You would say what? You know, I would lean toward the no, but keep in mind the last time the PGA was here. Now, that was 15 years ago, so that might as well have been like 50 years ago, the way the course has changed. But the last winner of the PGA here at Southern Hills was one Tiger Woods. And look, he's been saying, you know, I feel pretty good. I feel a lot bit better for the, uh, the better than I did for the Masters, where I think it was kind of like the adrenaline that carried him through at least the first two days. And then he got to the weekend. And it's like then you can kind of see him wearing down a little bit because he hadn't played competitive golf for the better part of a year and a half. So he is going to play here. I'm surprised that he didn't like tweet out a special release from TigerWoods.com when it was announced that Phil Mickelson was not going to be defending his title here just to kind of troll Phil and needle him a little bit because Phil, of course, not going to defend his Wanamaker trophy here. He is out. Boy, what a year it's been for Phil Mickelson. I mean, he had so mm -hmm. much goodwill. Oldest player to ever win a major. And then all of a sudden, he's like persona non grata for uh, some of the things he has said about this uh, pending golf league uh, that is based over in the Middle East. Yeah. Who, who should uh, shut their mouth quicker, him or uh, Greg Norman? Like, I mean, honestly. Greg Norman. Yes. Greg Norman, because Phil Mickelson has not said, well, we all make mistakes. You know, <laughs> we've all, you know, murdered and dismembered a journalist uh, like that government behind the uh, golf league over there. So I'd say Greg Norman a little more than Phil. Okay. Last question here, because we only have uh, 45 seconds here, and I'm just going to take one and again, pre-you pre, pre -you crunching the numbers entirely. But if Brooks Kepka were to come up big in your numbers, he's about 33 to 1. You know what we say about Kepka When he's on, he's on. He doesn't care about other tournaments, but this is a major, so he cares. But do you trust in him right now to turn it on? Yeah, I want to see how healthy he is because that's always the concern. Like, look, he said going into Augusta, this is the first time that I've been healthy in about five or six years. And then he really didn't play well. But you're looking at the form. Look, Kepka's going to make a bunch of guys' cards this week because he's Brooks Kepka and he's Brooks Kepka in a major. You look, the form is pretty erratic. You've got some good spots there. T3 at Phoenix, T5 at the match play. But you've also got miscuts at the Masters, miscuts at the players. We're not used to seeing Brooks miscuts at big-time events. So I'd want to see the number drift up a little bit more in the, like, the 40s or so to get on Brooks. Yeah, a lot of big names, 33 to 1 and beyond. That's for sure.
Uh, so people are going to get tempted by a lot. Wes, always appreciate it. Good luck getting that article in by tomorrow. Deadline is upon us, Wes. <laughs> you bet, Gil. Thank you. Thank you. Wes Reynolds, everybody. Once again, at Wes Reynolds 1, the number one on the Twitter machine. Las Vegas Chris in studio next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July, the next few months. Filled with the best betting content in the business right here at Visa.com. Subscribers, they'll have access to all of it. Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best Bets, JVT on the NBA, Andy McNeil with all his Stanley Cup playoff best bets, NFL preseason when that time comes, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles like the one Wes was just working on covering golf. UFC, USFL, and NASCAR, the full VEASAN experience featuring daily best bet email, every edition of Boyd Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com splash splash at VEASAN.com slash spring. Don't do splash. That one would, James E. don't make splash. That's what my uh, friend James's grandparents used to say to him at the pool in Florida. James E. don't make splash. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the studio, dropping in, very jealous of me having gone to a K-pop concert this uh, weekend. It's Las Vegas. Chris, how you doing, man? You know, for me, it would be Flight of the Bumblebee. I have no time. You, you know, the, 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 the that one crazy song. But I had to fire up the Betcopter and get out and... Uh, oh, the Betcopter. Yeah, I had to get out and uh, fund some accounts and uh, get some bets in today. You care to share which bets, or are you just you just rather not? Yeah, just funding accounts? Uh, mainly funding accounts. It prevents yeah. me from losing 20% in the stock market or Bitcoin. So <laughs> <laughs> I figure if I tie my money up in futures, I'm better off, actually. I never believed in the crypto, man. Uh, I still don't. I don't have a dollar in it. But, but that's I just have, me. But I have some. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you had to fire up the Betcopter. You had to go around town. You had to do some stuff. But people who, by the way, Las Vegas Chris, I should give him a proper introduction for people who aren't familiar. Las Vegas Chris, multiple contest winner, football handicapping contest winner here in Las Vegas through the years at the Palms, uh, at stations with the college football last man standing. Even when he's not winning the Palms for $100,000 or last man standing, he is placing very high in contests, second and fifth most famously in Circa Millions a couple years back. Um, And I'm just curious, right now, it's May. Let's let's ask a couple questions. One, the schedule came out last week. Do you care at all about stuff like that? Here's my slogan. It's easier or it's better to keep up with the NFL than catch up on the NFL. So what I'm doing is I created a YouTube channel in, in September just for the hell of it, just to put some of my stuff there. I'm working with Ted Sobel, who works with uh, Sports uh, Line, and uh, uh, he does the uh, the radio shows for NHL and NFL. I'm working with my friend Ron, and we're putting out weekly NFL videos, and it's excellent, excellent content. Uh, uh, We don't waste our time telling you to subscribe. We don't waste your time with theme music or any of that stuff. We get to the point. (laughs) Stuff we just did five (laughs) seconds ago. Is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah. Taking a shot at me right now? What are you doing? So, But we're just putting it out for the hell of it. We're not trying to sell anything. Uh, We're just trying to share things like Pythagorean theorem, how you apply that to the schedule. We did a video last week of all the nuance issues that we're looking at within the schedule. So uh, we do some pretty deep dive stuff, and uh, 
we try to get to the point. We try to pace, you know, rapidly, and we try to make it of value to, to somebody. What would more people search for where they f- to find It's that? on my profile. Uh, the link is on my profile at Las Vegas Chris on Twitter, or you can just search Las Vegas Chris on YouTube. Las Vegas Chris, C-R-I-S. That's correct, yes. C-R-I-S. Where, the LVC thing didn't catch on for you? You were trying to make that a thing. Well, I, I, well, I can't change those. Those no, are addresses that are stuck. But, uh, oh. you know, I, I didn't know what to do when I joined Twitter <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I, I knew nothing, and I, I had such a hard time getting a Twitter name. Do you make season-long NFL bets? We know you as a guy who is a great handicapper from week to week. Do you make season-long bets? I discussed that a little bit. I Primarily, at this point, I'm – just going to take stuff that I know is going to move and is going to have value. I'm, it's not necessarily stuff I'm zoning in or zeroing in on. So Just best price stuff. I'm, I'm shopping prices on various things uh, at this point. Uh, there, there's no reason to dive in heavily on this stuff because you can always snag a slower-moving shop on this stuff. We know you as a football better, pro in college. You betting other stuff year-round? <laughs> I'm, I'm on baseball, I'm on NHL, I'm on NBA, it's, uh, I'm on MMA. MMA is like brutalizes me for a couple of days. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot to keep up on. And uh, But successful. Uh, yeah, everything's uh, – boy, you know what? I cannot stand anybody that pisses and moans about bad beats. But, boy, I've had a, I've had a rough go. <laughs> Unless it's me. It's shocking I didn't have the Reds yesterday. It's just shocking. <laughs> so things are getting yes, better. The Reds, who uh, we'll talk to Sporer about this in a moment, who famously had a, a combined no-hitter and lost, which is just one of the great feats. Six times that's happened. It's I was surprised it's happened six times. Yeah, I know. I would have thought three. I right, think I think there's a ten or eleven uh, inning no hitter that lost also. Yeah. What was the Harvey Haddock's perfect game that he lost? Was that is that a, that's a famous one too? That's but hockey enough. hockey's been great four and zero on the on the series bets and. Uh, oh wow! What did uh, you have? I had the uh, uh, Tampa Bay was the top play. I, I had, had Tampa S- Bay. St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis was Andy McNeil also. Florida by a game and a half. Oh, you and got Carolina. Lucky. You got fortunate with Florida. Yeah, no, but <laughs> it's the the Caps. They should have had the they should have had the win. I know. You know, it's cocky. But I lost. I bet under in every game of the uh, Calgary series. Oh, okay. Lost with one second left, empty netter. Lost with uh, a minute left, empty netter. Which so which brings up a good sort of macro handicapping thing. And again, I didn't plan on talking about this with you. I didn't plan that you were coming in until earlier this morning, but. So you football, you approach in a very deliberate manner week after week after week. You are immersed in it. It is your life. You have a way of doing things. When you bet these other sports, let's take hockey, for instance, because I was making this point. I don't know if I made it on a numbers game, but I certainly made it on primetime, which is not all of this has to be splitting the atom, right? We're betting sports. Let's not take ourselves you know, that seriously on everything. So I'll bet tennis a certain way, probably as seriously as you'll bet football, right? It's I have a way of doing it. It's numbers-based. It's I crunch them. I come up with a number. I compare it to the actual line. It's very systematic. But hockey, great example. You're not a lifelong, you're a lifelong fan, but I'm you're not. I'm from a, Hockey Town. You're from Hockey Town. You're from Pizza Town, as you call it now. But, you, <laughs> but you're not like a guy who 
is you're just as easy, like the first periods have been stone cold unders all these, right? Like, will you just casually latch onto something? Because I say in baseball, I'm like, baseball to me used to be this really cerebral activity. Now it's like, well, these the, the overcompensation on these totals is such that I'll just make auto bets, right? I'm like, plus 155 on a yes being scored in the first inning. I don't even have to know the details. I'm betting it. Do you do that with some of these other sports? No, but what I'm doing is I'm working with other people. So there's, you know, anybody that tells you that they can do it on their own and do all these sports, they're they're lying or there's something they're not telling you. So I'm trying to form working partnerships with people in in these various uh, sports, which is helping me out. And I'm actually finding it's, it's I'm helping them out also because they do a lot of things really well. And then I, I can kind of show them what they're missing, too, which is kind of neat. Uh, it, it's surprising. Uh, basically, there's generational gaps on, on basically learning how to read the market, for example. Very smart guys I work with, but market reading is kind of uh, right. not in their wheelhouse. So it, it, it feels good to kind of mentor people on how to read the market. Because reading the market, in my opinion, is just as important as the actual handicap. Well, this was Elihu Foistel, who was at Bet Bash 2. I moderated a panel that he was on. He was on a numbers game. Maybe the single smartest sports better I've ever encountered in my life. And he says exactly what you just did, which is... He wants to be the guy who crunches the number and, and is, the, is the data analyst. He doesn't want to be the guy who places the bets and looks for the best prices or the guy that is, you know, any other aspect of sports betting, right? He doesn't want to, to be the guy that's, you know, analyzing players on the you – know, I don't know. He just wants to be a numbers guy. And he feels like that's, if you can trust the people doing the other stuff, that is clearly the best way to do it. Now, not everybody has that ability, right? Not everybody has a network of people that they can sort of rely on to do that. Let me reverse that with you, though, for football, where you've always been the guy. Do you sort of have a different attitude about that with football? Football, you like to do it all yourself? Oh, for NFL is, is 100% me. I don't care if the market moves against me. Right, uh, because my track history is actually better when the market moves against me for some reason. I just want to know where the number is going, and I've tried to form relationships. I've reached out to you know notable NFL people and met a brick wall. I, I don't know what it is about uh, you know other people. I don't care what they're betting. Yeah, I could care less. There's a zero percent chance that what they're betting is going to influence what I do. I just want to work with other people on where the market's going to go so that I can bet it when I want to bet it and somebody moves this frickin' market one way or another. Because babysitting this, these lines, you know, 24-7, it's it just miserable. It really is. That's about as good of a lesson as uh, anybody listening could, could grab today. And it's not necessarily what we spend most of our time talking about because we got to fill it with talking about this team does this, this team does that. But if, from a sports betting standpoint, that might be the best. Uh, no hint on your way out here? No hint on what you are thinking about betting out there? Oh, I like Carolina today in the in the series. I, I think that uh, they wipe out the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers giving up goals in, in droves. Um uh, it, it, I, I just think it's short priced. I think Caroline okay. is a good bet there. Drop in any time you want, man. I don't, I don't get out at all. I really <laughs> okay. don't. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see him in a few months. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate right. it. Las Vegas, Chris. Paul Spore next on Major League Baseball Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. Love what Chris just said. Las Vegas Chris was in studio. Love what he said about uh, with his football. He doesn't care where the market goes. He trusts his, he, he trusts his numbers more 
which is how I feel about tennis, how I used to feel about baseball many years ago. It's been a long time since I felt that way about baseball. But these things always evolve, and that is, that's, also, that's a very interesting thing with, uh, with numbers also when you get to the point where you're so confident in yours that you have a respect for the market, but not tremendously 100% respect. So I think that's also uh, something that people should strive for. Uh, we get one tweet here from, uh, this is from, let's see, from, because that's the whole thing. Would you, would you rather have the CLV or would you rather, <laughs> would you rather just have a winner on uh, some of these? Logic 3227. I hope that uh, Miles Michaelis regression doesn't come anytime soon. I got him at 60 to 1 to win the Cy Young. Did we talk about that earlier today? Seemed random. Wes, Wes brought that Wes up. Wes brought it up. Right, with Miles Michaelis. That's right. Um, Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover news this morning, for those interested in such a thing. I think some of us are. Uh, I think they have multiple covers. Multiple covers. They're doing that regional coverage thing. or I don't know if it's regional or if it's just they have four different covers. But it looks like Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife, is the, uh, the number one cover. Sierra gets the swimsuit, uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover issue. Kim Kardashian in another one of them. How about that? Also, May Musk and Yumi Nu. I'm unfamiliar with the latter two's work. I'll be honest with you. Anyway, there's some uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit cover news for you this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he uh, is the host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast. He also writes for Fangraphs, of course. That's the main gig. And you can follow him nightly at twitch.tv slash spore. Maybe not seven nights a week, but many, many nights a week. Maybe most of the nights a week. Watching him play MLB The Show. It's Paul Spore. How you doing, Paulie? Gil, I'm well. How are you? Doing very well. Let me just start with the Reds. Um, a combined no-hitter. A combined no-hitter, and they manage to lose it. Uh, it was a, a walk, walk fielder's choice situation in the eighth against the Pirates. The Pirates win it one to nothing, even with the Reds not allowing a hit. It is the sixth time in Major League Baseball history that this has happened. Uh, the Angels apparently did this against the Dodgers in 2008. I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, and then it happened with the Red Sox against the Indians in 92 and the Yankees against the White Sox in 90. Don't remember that, those easy, or either. Was that Melito Perez or there's another guy, too, who I remember from the Yankees. I vaguely remember one of those from one, from my childhood, that he threw a no-hitter, that he didn't win. They called it a no-hitter back then, but they've since changed that. I think it was Melito Perez. Hunter Green took the loss, becoming the first pitcher to throw seven hitless innings and take the loss since Matt Young of the Red Sox against Cleveland in 92, that game we were just referencing. That according to ESPN stats and information. Let's try to spin this positive. Hunter Green, you're a guy who had a starting pitcher's guide for so many years. Hunter Green would have, uh, I can imagine back in the day, been being highly touted by you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's truly incredible. Andy Hawkins was the name I couldn't remember. There he is the Yankee. Sorry. Um, yeah, but Hunter Green oozing with talent. And you got to kind of see it on display here. It's been an up and down season for sure. You get a chance to face the Pirates. You can really show what you got there with the 100 mile an hour heaters and the nasty sliders. He's still very raw. I wouldn't even be surprised if they skip him after this start just to give him a break after 100 and then 118 pitches. By the way, that's why I didn't really totally mind the 118 because he did just throw 100 in his last game. Like they've been kind of pushing him a bit. And, you know, obviously you want him to stay healthy, but I guarantee you the same people complaining about the 118 pitches are the same people who yep. cry 100%. when somebody gets taken out. 100%. You know, like, like Clayton Kershaw. So you can't have it both ways. 
if you want them pushed, this is what happens when they push. I didn't think it was too egregious. My only quibble, I probably would have just taken him out after that first walk in the eighth. I'm not sure you really need to get those extra pitches. And then it would have been closer to like 100, 304, um, I think. And then that's right in line with what he did last time. So I don't hate it for Hunter Green. He's very electric. He's going to have ups and downs this year and probably even next year as he kind of figures himself out. Uh, tough effort, but very much uh, emblematic of the Reds to lose a no-hitter and then the Pirates to win while being no-hit. Like, it's just perfect encapsulation <laughs> of both teams. Both teams and then perhaps of baseball uh, currently. By In the way, general, yep. Yeah, I, I, I recalled this on primetime actually the other night because I don't know what we were referring to that night that brought up a – it was a no hit bid, or actually it was it was uh, Detmer's actual no hitter, and I was talking about how uh, Edwin Jackson. I distinctly oh. remember this because it was against the Giants, and I was watching it. Edwin Jackson threw a one hundred and forty eight or yeah. something like that pitch no yeah. hitter, where all he did was like had eight walks, but he had a rubber arm and he was a veteran, and it's like when is this guy ever going to have this opportunity again? So they just left him in the game, exactly. right, to do that thing. Um, I think it was against the Giants, I'm pretty sure. Against Tampa. Against Tampa, right, okay, in Tampa. Uh, and somehow I meld that with Lincecum throwing throwing one. But, yeah, I was I was watching that game. It was incredible. But we won't – you know, that's the extreme, right? That's the extreme with yeah. some of this stuff, and I'm not sure that we'll uh, we'll see that anytime soon. But 118 was about as, you know, close to that as, as one would get. really high. Yeah. yeah. You generally expect that out of a veteran. But, again – you also got to look at the innings counts. 23 in the first, that's, uh, you know, that's all right. Uh, 14, 9, 21. And then after that, he doesn't go over 15, Green doesn't, for the last four innings of work. So those aren't necessarily uber stress innings there. They're stressful in that he's trying to keep a no-no, but he's not racking up 20 plus or 25 plus or even pushing that that 30 mark, which is really where you want to avoid for an inning. So it's not like he had high stress innings, even though he was walking guys. I don't think it was particularly egregious. If he gets hurt, the Reds will never live it down, even though causation versus correlation type of deal. We don't know that this would be hurting him. They have a five game week this week. I say rest him, let him take the week off and then come back at it uh, the following week there just because he's gone 218 pitches in the last two games. I sold Edwin Jackson short, 149 pitches. Pardon me. Pardon <laughs> How me. dare you? How dare I? Uh, what do you like today? Uh, as far as DraftKings, you got you got the you got your Giants out there in Colorado, and you can get in pretty cheap. They don't really price the Giants too highly. I, I imagine that's because of all the platoons. But we know who's going to play, and so I'm really surprised to see these lefties not pushed up at DraftKings like Yastrzemski, Wade, and Peterson. In fact, that's the outfield I'm going to use. I got Brandon Belt in there. I even got Brendan Rodgers and Elias Diaz on the uh, on the Colorado side there. So I'm going to heavy Colorado, and I'm still able to afford some pitchers. Um, I'm looking at Noah Syndergaard, possibly going a little uh, uh, contrarian with with Garrett Whitlock. Obviously, he's facing Houston. They're very difficult. But you can go a lot of different spots because I got Raphael Devers in this lineup. I can go cheaper at third base and maybe get a Miles Michaelis or a Tony Gonsolin against Arizona. So lots of stuff that you can do in DraftKings while staying in Coors uh, because it's starting to play a little bit more like Coors. We're starting to see the big scores out there, and I don't really want to fade Coors as much anymore. Yeah, for those who miss it, we were. We, f- we switched DFS there for a second for those for those who missed our uh, our little uh, shift right there. That's what I meant. Pardon, pardon me. Was I no, 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 no. Uh, it was my fault. I, I should have couched as DFS because we were like, what, what's the bet? Giants, Rockies, what are you doing? Uh, that no, was no, no, no. DFS recommendations from Paulie. What about from a betting standpoint? What do you like today? I mean, I, 
wouldn't be averse to the Giants, but in Colorado, you should always be careful. And in one fifty is a pretty big number. Um, I'm kind of looking at, at Miles Michaelis. He's a road dog. I really do like him. I heard you talking about his regression there. Uh, it'll it, it's going to come. And one forty nine ERA is not going to happen. The Mets are good, but I think a decent number there with the Cardinals. The only tough part is you know they're coming off a Sunday night game traveling over to the Mets, but they were at home too. It's not like they're a part of an extended road trip. So I do like them uh, for sure. And as much as I love Sandy Alcantara, I really, really do. He's my NL Cy Young pick. Minus 185 is a huge number. And Aaron Sanchez is difficult to back uh, as a bet. But the giant, uh, the Nats offense is second in uh, WOBA weighted on base average against righties in May. They've really turned up and they got about half of a great lineup and uh, the boomsticks coming along and Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, uh, Juan Soto, Cesar Hernandez, Yadiel Hernandez. So you got some good hitters there. As much as I love Alcantara, I'm going to go against him and I'm going to go with the Nats as a, a, as a heavy road dog. All right, Paul, always appreciate it. I leave you, I leave you with this. Uh, what the heck is Michelle Tafoya's problem with uh, the Angels broadcasters gushing over Shohei? Did you see this? I didn't, but knowing where she's gone, completely off the rails, like QAnon-type crap, I'm not even surprised when you're saying that. I'm not even surprised. Yeah, she felt she she felt like uh, them gushing over an MVP candidate was not the way to go, and she felt the need to tweet about it, which was fascinating. Just disgusting. Paul Spore, everybody, at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter. Thank you, Paulie. Appreciate it as Thanks, always. Thanks, Gil. Have a good one. You too. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free tired of restless nights at lisa we know good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health from memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.